Welcome to the Marriage Prep Podcast. I'm Nathan Hooper. And I'm Allie Hooper. In this podcast, we will give you all the resources that you need to go from dating or engaged to creating a lasting marriage that will bring you more happiness than you ever thought possible. Here, we're going to interview experts and discuss important topics like how to know if your partner is right for you. We will provide you guys a list of questions and conversations that you need to be having to make sure you're both ready for marriage and on the same page. We will even dive deep into topics like sexual intimacy, finances, how to have a fair fight, and a whole lot more to make sure you can step up to that altar with complete confidence. So subscribe now and make sure you guys don't miss any episodes and we'll see you in there. What is up, you guys? We are so excited for this week's episode. We're going to be talking about traditions and cultures and Mm in-laws, but just kind of how to cultivate your own family and your own new traditions and how to blend your family and your extended family with your spouse's extended family. It's a really good topic, really exciting. So we're really excited to dive in today. It might not be the the sexiest topic when it comes to marriage preparation, but it is a really important one and one that probably gets skipped over sometimes, but you don't realize how big of an impact or how important it is to be prepared to know like, okay, I'm now dealing with a whole new family, a whole new set of traditions, a whole new set of rituals. How are we going to merge these? How are we going to find our own rituals, our own traditions? There's just a lot to navigate there. So we kind of want to give a little preparation episode to just to help you with that. Yeah, I I agree with that. I think it's something that kind of goes under our radars. Like I I don't think I ever even thought about it until I started having cousins my age who were getting married. And Mm -hmm. then I realized like, Oh, where's this cousin? Oh, they're at, they're with their in-laws. And I just started thinking about, oh my gosh, like you have to split your time sometimes on yes. holidays. And there's like a lot of things you don't think about when you're thinking about getting married. So it's important to think about this and mm-hmm. have it on your radar and talk about it with your partner. So we're really excited to talk yes. about some things that we recommend that have worked for us mm-hmm. to hopefully alleviate any worries or any conflict about what, who you're going to spend the most time with and what traditions you want to have. So yeah, we're yeah. really excited. Exactly. So we're going to kind of do this episode in two parts. We're first going to talk about the in-laws and just kind of like your normal life with in-laws, maybe normal time you spend with them, just kind of navigating that, making sure you get the best out of that, adjusting to that. Exactly. And then our part two is going to be specifically more focused on the traditions and the holidays. Just kind of making sure Christmas is a big time of year. What are you going to do? How are you going to spend that time? We're going to kind of talk about some of those things, some different strategies that you guys can use. Things that worked for us as well. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. So with in-laws, yeah, we're really excited to talk about this because I feel like a lot of people, I think there's like this negative light that like, you're probably going to hate your in-laws. Yeah, or your like, mother-in-law. She's mother-in-laws horrible. are evil, <laughs> yeah. which that has totally not been our experience. Right. Uh, and I don't think it's like the norm. I think we like psych ourselves out yeah. about it a little bit, but mm-hmm. really it's usually like, it's not that bad. Yeah, for um, us, it's been good. The yeah, we've been fam- really yeah. lucky. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't talked to a ton of people, yeah. but anyway, I, yeah. we've we've been really lucky with that. And so, so with in-laws, I think it's, it's just important to like find a balance mm-hmm. and to... To yeah, like appreciate your in-laws and, and learn to love them while also like focusing on your own relationship. Totally. So the best advice for dealing with your in-laws actually comes from the scriptures from the Bible. So obviously we know the Ten Commandments, honor thy parents, honor thy father and thy mother, and that is extremely important. And uh-huh. before you're married, obviously you want to honor them, obey them, respect them. And I think it's the same for when you're when you after you get married, but it's not as important that you obey them. Yes. After that point, you still want to respect them. So always want to be kind to them, be loving to them, acknowledge all they've done for you. That is extremely important. But once you're married, it's now no longer like their duty to command you and direct you. And then you obey everything that they want to do. Now it's you yeah, and your they spouse. They don't really have stewardship over you exactly. anymore. Right? Now it's you and your spouse. You guys need to figure out what you need to do. Together. And that comes to the second part of the scriptures that we really like is 
once you're married, you cleave unto your spouse. I think it's in Genesis 2.24, yeah. somewhere around there. Where you then, once you're married, once a man marries a woman, they cleave together and they become one flesh. And they're essentially separating themselves from their parents yeah. and developing their own life. So there's two really important principles there, which is one, number one is the separation. So you want to have some some separation between yourself and your in-laws. And uh-huh. number two is still maintaining that respect, honoring them, loving them. Well, understand you yes. don't need to necessarily take all their advice, obey everything that they say, but just kind of making sure you're doing it together. Yeah. And this is really hard. It's I think this is one of the first times and possibly one of the only times in your life where you have to do this. And so it's not something that you've practiced before. It's It's like a new thing. I remember when like just the transition for me was tough because I feel like I cleaved onto everything my parents said. Mm. Like they, and I have really great parents and they they really care about me and they give really good advice. And so it's kind of like anytime I made a decision, I talked to them about it and then we would make the decision together. But the role shifts once you get married yeah. and that person that you get advice from and that you make decisions with becomes your spouse. Mm-hmm. And that's tough because maybe you know, your whole life you've spent learning from your parents. And so for me, it was tough because I felt like anytime there was a big decision, I needed to talk to Nathan, but I also needed to talk to my parents or whatever. And that's fine. And Mm -hmm. I think it's important to like acknowledge that parents are a great resource sometimes, but like a hard thing for us was that at least for me is like, if Nathan's opinion differed from my parents, it was like, okay, this is really tough to like go with Nathan's opinion versus theirs. Cause it's like my whole life I've followed my parents and it's worked out. It's been fine. So it's a really tough transition but the thing that has helped me like the way that i think about it is at the end of the day the people who are making the decisions are also the people who are going to be affected by those decisions and so your parents might have input but at the end of the day you're creating a life for yourself and your spouse Mm -hmm. not for your parents and so respect and appreciate their opinions but respectfully acknowledge that your spouse's opinion is probably more important in making decisions for yeah. your guys's life absolutely and we're not saying like don't ask your parents for opinion just separate no. don't ever talk <laughs> yeah. no no it's obviously a tough yeah obviously your parents they have a lot of wisdom they have a lot of experience you should absolutely use them for a resource if you're not yeah. you're making a mistake it's true use them for a resource ask advice from your parents especially like ali's mom is an amazing accountant so we of course are going to ask her about tax things like all our parents are going to yeah. have different experiences, different life. Nathan's dad is great with budgeting. Exactly. Nathan's mom is good at planning things. Like they <laughs> right. all have things that they're really great at that we yeah. can learn and from. And then Kent, Ali's dad, obviously, oh doesn't want to leave him out. He's the oh, Andy man. He like does he, everything. Yeah, he does everything. <laughs> He's so the best. they all have their great things that we're going to come to them for advice and for information, all that kind of a thing. But just make sure you take that and like, so Ali's going to ask her parents for advice and she's going to come yeah. to me and we're going to discuss about it yeah. and we're going to find the best solution that's right for us. Whether maybe we're like, yeah, we are I'm totally on board with our advice and maybe we want to do something a little different, tweak it in our own way. That's totally fine. But just make sure you're coming together and you're making that decision together and not just being like, okay, my mom said this. My mom is God. I do whatever <laughs> my mom says. And but you're know, coming together tough. and you're making a decision together. That's so, that's the really important part, I'd say. I totally, totally agree. And yeah, I, I just think that it's so true. Like, it's really, really, really important to get that advice from your parents. But it's kind of like you just take that advice, take whatever they say, but kind of take it with a grain of salt. And mm. then you go to your spouse and you sit down and you say, okay, yeah. you present to them. This is what my parents said. And I really think this this thing they said was a really good advice. But this thing they said, I wasn't sure about. What do you think? And then you take the time to talk through it. And you might both agree like, yeah, let's do what they said. That's a great idea. They've got experience in this. Mm-hmm. Or you might, one of you might feel kind of uncomfortable because your opinion differs. Mm -hmm. And so that's where ultimately it's going to take some practice navigating like how to make decisions together because it's a new thing, but the more you do it, the easier it gets. And I I think there's not like, it's not like you're constantly having to make these huge, huge decisions all the time, but things like 
old. Maybe we want to buy a car. Maybe we want to buy a house or maybe we want to, it's not always buying things. Maybe we want to go to school or take a break from school or not go to school or there's decisions that parents might have opinions about because something worked for them. But once again, it's your guys's life. Yeah. And it could be uncomfortable. Like maybe for example, like my mom is really wants me to go to school or, and take this specific career path or whatever. And then like, that's not ends up not being what we, I decide to do. And so it can be uncomfortable to go against what your parents want for you. Yeah. And that might be kind of uncomfortable and difficult. You've done it you. your whole life. You've listened to them. Yeah. Your you've whole always life. listened yeah, to them. They've kind tough. of been the person, that role model for you. So it can be difficult to go against what they want for you, but it's just important that to understand like, this is a part of growing up. Like you're spreading your own wings. Yeah. You're flying. You have a spouse now, like you're making your own life. And like we said before, obviously you're going to use their advice, take everything they say, you know, respect them always, but you don't necessarily need to yeah. just obey everything they're saying. Like you're growing up, you're becoming your own person, your own people together. Yeah. And that's really important to remember. Yeah. Something that somebody said to me once that like was, that really struck me was basically the way, a way to think about like when you're getting advice from people is you might like, so let's say I'm getting advice from my parents, right? I might call them and complain to them about something or just tell them like a little portion of the full big picture, right? And so they develop this picture in their mind of like what's true or what's really happening. And then they're giving advice based on the picture that they see, right? You, on the other hand, have a full picture of what's happening in your life. You know, all the moving parts. You're there. You're in living your own life 24-7. Your parents, other people might not know everything. And so they're, right. they're going to give the best advice they can. But at the end of the day, you're the person who's the most equipped to like make those decisions mm-hmm. for yourself. It's a tough spot to be in, but I think it's yeah. just important to acknowledge that you know more about what you need than anyone else does. And your partner probably does too. So that's just a good way to think about it. Yeah. I, like I think that. is, is just acknowledge that like, just trust yourself and know that you guys can make the best decisions for yourselves. Take advice from other people when needed, but yeah, no, absolutely. So make sure you always honor your parents, love them, respect them for what they've done for you, but you don't always need to obey everything that they're saying or follow every piece of advice or hang on their every word. You're growing up now. You need to make your own decisions and, and kind of take some accountability and take stewardship over your own life and your own relationship. And that's going to be a great blessing for you guys. I totally agree. The next thing, obviously, we talk about separation. So you want to separate yourself from them and not, not fully. You're not saying like, yeah, like banish, you're banished, whatever. We're just saying like distance yourself so you're not spending every waking moment with them. There's yes. a quote I really like. This is from Gary Chapman. So we talked about Gary Chapman with the five love languages. He's the author of that book. And something that he said is no couple will reach their full potential in marriage without the psychological break from their parents. So if you're so true. constantly relying on your parents and just constantly like eating dinner at their house every single night and you're just every single thing you do is revolved around your parents life you're you're not growing up you're not taking responsibility for your own life you're not building a life together you're kind of still leeching from your parents and so there yeah. needs to be some separation there so you can really become independent be, like strengthen your relationship together first of all because it's just you two kind of trying to figure everything out together and not just you two and yeah. your parents trying to figure everything out together yeah i think a good example or like way to think about this is imagine like if you know someone whose parents like just still pay for everything yeah. and they they could be married, right? Sure. For Nathan and I, both of our parents were kind of like, okay, like this is on you. Like they, they supported us a lot when we weren't married. Mm-hmm. Like my parents pretty much paid for everything. I think Nathan, he was living at home yeah. and pretty much the same thing. Once we got married, it was kind of on us, but it forced us to grow and to figure things out. Totally. Right. And so we, we had jobs and we figured it out and we had times where it was a little bit scary. We were like, oh, like, we don't know what's going to happen because mm-hmm. we've never done this before, but we're going to try and we made a budget and we made it work. And so, yeah, I agree. I think 
leaving your parents, it's really important because it's like this empowering thing because now we, everything that we have for the most part, we've like, we worked hard for, right. we've earned, we've put in the work and we can say like, this is because of us, not because my parents yes, handed it to totally. me. I think that goes for a lot of things. And so I think that's part of why it's important yeah. to like understand it's okay to like leave your parents mm-hmm. and it's hard, but it's good. Right. It's, a, it's a good way to grow. No, for sure. I really like that. I think leaving your parents is going to, like I said, it's going to empower you, but it's going to build your confidence in yourself and yeah, in your relationship. In your relationship. It's going to build trust with each other. Yeah. And just know you guys can take on anything and you can solve any problem. That's something Ali's mom will tell us like all the time. I will kind of joke with her like, Shauna, when are you going to buy us a home or, you know, whatever you want a prop, we want a house or whatever. And she'll, she'll just say like, well, if I got you guys a house and it's like, you guys didn't earn it and like everyone's gonna it's gonna be like kind of an asterisk on your life that your parents kind of gave that to you oh and you didn't their parents earn it just yourself. bought it they didn't earn it right exactly so there yeah. just is a sense of confidence sense of pride that comes when you work together you solve problems together you reach goals together versus always relying on your parents to solve all your problems and you know what i'm saying it's so so true yeah so yeah it, it's definitely an empowering thing but i i do want to say like on on the flip side it's important to also acknowledge that like your parents probably enjoy helping you with things and so there's a balance i think it's a tough like loss as well if you go from like spending all of your time and relying so wholly on your parents and like they're this place of support for you and then you replace them almost with a spouse Mm -hmm. um i just think a lot of parents especially like let's say there's like a stay-at-home mom and she spends so much like her whole life is caring for her children and then they get married it's like that's really hard because it's definitely important to cleave unto your spouse, but it's also important to still like still give them opportunities them, to like mm-hmm. to care for you and to appreciate you. Cause that's just a, it's a hard, it's this feeling of loss. It's like I'm yeah. being replaced and I don't matter anymore. And so I think one piece of advice, if you're newlyweds and let's say like your mom or your dad was like really close to you and you can tell they're having a hard time, like invite them out to lunch or like do things right. or ask them for help. Absolutely. And there's like a good balance. There's like appropriate things you can do and inappropriate things you can do. Mm-hmm. Like don't say like, Hey mom, like will you give me $500? I, I want to rely on you again. Yeah. But like, maybe like, Hey mom, would do you have any advice for if I should paint this room, this color or this color? Mm-hmm. Will you come over and help me? decide how to do this or that or call your parents and ask them how to make a certain food or make them feel like they're needed and rely on them and you probably do need them for a lot of different things i call my mom all the time with like recipe advice when i'm cooking or Mm -hmm. different things or i'll text nathan's mom too like with i want help deciding on something so it's it's important to like still make them feel like they're important because they are they're really important and so it's all about finding a healthy balance that you and your spouse both feel comfortable with. Yeah. We just don't want it to be, That's, we don't want it to yeah. be a place where one of you really like cleaves into your parents and the other totally. one is like, I hate this. Like yeah. find a balance. Absolutely. That is the key is like finding the balance between yourselves, between your relationship yeah. of what role you want your in-laws and your parents to play in your relationship and in your lives. If yeah. one spouse, yeah, like Ali said, like if, if I'm just like, oh, I want to be with my family all the time and that's going to start driving Allie a little bit crazy, like that's unhealthy. We need to talk yeah, about that. And, and at that, that point, out. Nathan would need to like respect like, okay, let's take a step back, yeah, right? Exactly. Or, and I would need to be okay with a little bit of time with his family, like in this hypothetical situation. Mm-hmm. And then he would need to be okay with a little less time. Right? Yeah, exactly. So it's about finding balance. I think that's a theme of like life, honestly. Oh, totally. You've got to find a balance. It's really hard. You're not going to be perfect right away, but you figure it out. And mm-hmm. anytime that there is an imbalance, you just talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. And you adjust as needed so mm-hmm. no very, so very true so remember always honor your parents love them respect them come to them for advice you don't always need to follow all the advice they give you but make sure you still come to them make sure they're still a part of your lives if that's a relationship you guys currently have of course and then make sure you still begin to start separating as well like yeah. separate yourselves 
You don't want to be completely reliant upon them for everything. You want to start making your own decisions, start growing up, start taking responsibility, start building that confidence, and that trust within yourselves and within your relationship. Totally. And that's going to come through separation as well. I totally agree. And then we kind of came up with a list of a few things to sort of avoid yeah. things that we've seen that some couples might do. And we've probably been guilty of a lot of these as for well. Sure. We just, we kind of came up with three things. The first one being, don't let time with your families become more frequent than your time together as a couple. Yeah. And so a good example of this. So Nathan and I, we live like 10 minutes from Nathan's parents mm-hmm. and they, they get together all the time and it's really fun. And there's, they've got, he's got three siblings and we're all similar in age. And it's, it's really fun when we go get to go hang out with them. And we kind of got in this habit of going over for Sunday dinners and it's been really, really fun. And we've gotten close with them and it's been a good thing for sure. But then over the summer, we got really busy because Nathan sold pest control and we were living in Orem mm-hmm. and we like never got time together other than maybe 20 minutes at night to eat dinner together and maybe a little bit of time in the morning to exercise together. But yeah. like we just weren't spending a lot of time together. If we would have continued with going every Sunday and having like four or five hours at the, as, as parents' house, that would have been great. But it would have we would have been spending way more time with his family than with each other. Yeah. And so there are different stages of life where you have more time together. And so you don't need as much time together. And it's kind of nice totally. to s- see family and spend time with family and develop those relationships and bond with, with other family members. But then there's other times where you're just really busy mm-hmm. and you just have to, you have to pick and choose. And sometimes I think it's, well, always, it's more important that you make sure that your yeah. relationship with your spouse is cultivated more so than your relationship with your in-laws or with Absolutely. your parents. And so I think it's all about finding a balance there as well and making sure that you prioritize the couple, not the bigger family all the time. Yeah, no, I really like that. And I think for a lot of us in Utah, I think that like Sunday family dinners is kind of a tradition, just like in Christian culture. Like a widespread thing. I think it is. And something that like, so that's obviously a great experience. We'll do go over to Allie's parents' house. We'll go over to my parents' house. Like it's a fun time. But I will say too, like don't, I wouldn't make every single Sunday like with your parents. Yeah, totally. The Sundays Ali and I have with just us are really peaceful. They're really relaxing. Like we have a good meal together. It. There's yeah. a lot of good quality time. We'll maybe watch a show together, whatever. Get a lot done. We'll yeah, get a lot it's done. Nice. It's just a really peaceful and relaxing evening versus like going over to your parents' house and having a good time. But that's just a little bit different than just spending that one time together. I totally so agree. If you're the person that's like always every single Sunday, we're going over to some, we're doing something with somebody and that's great, but maybe try every once in a while, just like having some time with each other, just to strengthen your own relationship, focus on each other that evening. Yeah. I think an important thing here is just be willing to adapt. You have to be adaptable. Mm -hmm. You're going to be a little uncomfortable. And we'll talk about this when we start talking about traditions and rituals too, because there's going to be sacrifices. Like if let's say that you really want to just spend your whole Christmas with your family, but your spouse also has a family, right? There's, there's this level of, you have to be willing to adapt and do what's best for the couple, Mm -hmm. do what's best for both of you, not just for what you want. And so if you're really comfortable hanging out with your family all the time, but your spouse really just needs some time to connect with you. Mm -hmm. Be willing to do that. Be willing to think outside the box. Totally. And the next one we talked about is something to avoid. And we've already kind of hit on this one, but it's just not letting your parental, the advice from your parents trump what your spouse says and just making that decision together. So we've already talked about that. But obviously like if my mom is like, Nathan, you need to go to school. That's so important for you. And Allie's like, you need to work. We need to make, pay these bills. Like, I'm not just like, well, Al, sorry, like my mom wants me to go to school, so I'm going to go to school. She decides. No, yeah. we're going to come together and make a decision together and totally. we're going to go from there. Yeah. And just to just to reiterate what we said earlier too about the balance that your parents might have like really good advice. Like mm-hmm. maybe maybe school really is important, but maybe we say, okay, school is important. Like I agree with your mom, but let's take one semester off and work or whatever. Totally. You know, you find a way to compromise and make totally. it work for you. And then the last thing that we would advise away from and 
we haven't had issues with this because yeah. our parents are awesome. They're really supportive, but they're also, they give us our space mm-hmm. and they're good. But some, sometimes the husband or the wife might be super, super, super close with their family. Yeah. And so the, the advice we have is avoid having your in-laws or parents like invade your privacy. Mm-hmm. Like keep that, keep that healthy amount of distance. Don't like your parents probably shouldn't have like a, like the door shouldn't just be open to them all the time. You just walk into your house anytime right. and just come over or totally. they shouldn't know like every single intimate detail of your lives. There should be this, like, it's like you guys are a unit and your family is also a unit. Your bigger family is a unit, mm-hmm. but ultimately like the relationship, the couple, like there's things that stay between you guys that your parents don't need to know about or like yeah. they don't need to have just like constantly be coming over and there's just there's yeah. that balance and so find what works for you guys but once you've decided that set those boundaries and hold those firm totally so. i totally agree with that and i think that this is something that too that can that can be more susceptible to happen when you start having kids and your parents yeah. want to have don't want to be around the grandkids so much so they that's might just true. like start coming over and just kind of inviting themselves over that's which so is true. fine but just make sure you you establish that you have some boundaries you have your privacy like hey mom I, I love it when you come over but we just text me first instead of just dropping yeah. in on me just so that we can it's kind of prepare. yeah it's kind of about about being intentional like if you feel like you're spending too much time with your family like talk about it and you sometimes you might have to have an uncomfortable conversation with a parent mm-hmm. hopefully not but yeah just be intentional and and make sure that like you're spending the amount of time that you want to spend that it doesn't just like happen to you like oh all of a sudden, like my parents are coming and seeing our kids five days a week for six hours. Like yeah, totally. there's, a, there's a healthy level to everything. Right. And so just reevaluate constantly um, as needed. So yeah, Absolutely. I think that's, I think that's everything for yeah. that, for that section. Yeah. So I can just kind of repeat and reiterate everything here. So obviously when it comes to your in-laws and your family, you want to always honor them, always respect them. Uh-huh. And then always as well. Well, not always, but start creating some separation, some distance, make sure you have your boundaries, make sure you have those. Yeah. Those pri- those moments of those private moments with each other, and you're kind of you're not just like leeching yeah. on their lives, but you're creating your own life together. And the, yeah, those are really special times. Like yeah. Nathan said, like our our Sundays together every once in a while are really special yeah, to us, and, and we bond, and it's really good. So find that balance. Mm-hmm. It all comes back to that. And then for traditions, we're really yes. excited to talk about this. This is something that inevitably everyone has, whether totally. you know it or not. Everyone has traditions. I think a good way to think about this is just imagine, just like close your eyes for a second if your eyes aren't closed if you're listening to this but close your eyes think about traditions that you have think about christmas morning what does that look like to you right like what are you what do you visualize what are you doing what are you eating who's there where are you there's traditions right these things are really important so whether it's christmas whether it's valentine's day whether it's new year's mm-hmm. thanksgiving there's holidays it could just be like traditions like you know before yeah, yeah the super bowl or before school starts you go on a big trip together right. or spring break or different things Everyone has traditions and they're really important to us. They mm-hmm. are like, it's like, if it doesn't happen, you feel like gypped, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's totally. just really important. And they're fun and they're a great way to bond as a family. These are like meaningful memories you've made together. And they're super, super, super important. But what's interesting is I have all these traditions. My parents were super great about traditions. Mm-hmm. My mom was always really good and like consistent every year. But Nathan's family is the same way. And a lot of our traditions, luckily they line up, yeah. but some of them, don't like maybe there's certain foods that my family really loves on a certain holiday. And then Nathan's family might have different foods that he loves. Right. And both of those foods like make the holiday for us. For right. Sure. And so it's about finding this balance and blending these two families and also creating this third family with new traditions. So it's really fun. And it's this beautiful thing. I like for me, for example, I love trying like new foods. Like I used to be really like closed minded. I'd never, I've never thought I'd like sushi or Indian <laughs> food, like things that are, that I've, opened up my mind and heart and and tried these new things and now I love them and they're like I just they're so fun 
similar with traditions, having like finding a partner that you really like, they're going to have traditions that you've never thought about that you might be like closed off to at first, but being willing to like open up your heart to that and um, like let their traditions become your traditions is a really fun thing. Like one like funny, weird example is like Nathan's family has a tradition of eating like popcorn cake on Christmas. (laughs) It's like super weird, but like (laughs) I I never would have like thought I would like that. And it's like, it's not Christmas without it now, you know, like there's little things like that. And, I'm sure the same thing goes for Nathan. Like my family has certain like Thanksgiving or mm-hmm. like with Valentine's day, for example, there's a really fun tradition that my family has of, we always do like a pasta dinner. We always have pasta and we have this like fancy cheese, Mazithra cheese that you like, that's at our favorite pasta restaurant. There's just like all these things that, that happen every year. And now Nathan, he loves like pasta dinner with yeah, Mazithra cheese, right? Totally. Like there's just things. It's fun to just share your traditions with your, with yeah. Your partner. So uh, yeah, they're just so important to not be like so close minded and just be yeah. like, this tradition is the right tradition. Like this is a great, great opportunity because now you're marrying into a family where there's a whole new set of traditions you get to right. be a part of and learn and just learn to you're love. Doubling up your traditions. Exactly. It's so fun. it's a lot of fun. Yeah. But it does require a lot of flexibility and it requires yes. a lot of like an open mind and just being yeah. willing to accommodate other people. Cause like for example, like Christmas, like Christmas is the big Time one. Time is limited. Christmas yeah. is the big one. If you're living, if you're in Utah or you're wherever and both your sets of parents are in the same place, it's like both families are gonna want you to be there. So yeah. you need to kind of accommodate and there, there's a couple of different things you can do yeah. to make sure that you're satisfying everyone. Everyone's happy. You're happy. It's a great holiday and uh-huh. it's not going to become something Still so stressful. Still those important traditions. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Totally. So a couple of little strategies that we have heard of, and this is kind of with any holiday, but you can always alternate years. So it's like, you yeah. know, Christmas with my family this year, Christmas with your family next year. We're kind of, we're going to alternate uh-huh. years and just be uh-huh. completely present and completely focused that year with your family and vice versa. Mm-hmm. We're going to do that. That's a great yeah. one. And that might work. Like, let's say that you guys are, live in different states, yeah. your families, yeah, then you sure. might have to do that. For sure. What's worked for us though, is we've found ways to, to do traditions like, or to make holidays. Like we, we might try things on a different day. Totally. Right. So that's something that like Nathan's family is great about, but mm-hmm. my family has also been great about. So totally, we're really yeah. lucky. Like, Thanksgiving, like both of our families are, are I think like, our, I think to... our Thanksgiving, like we had Thanksgiving dinner on Wednesday and Thanksgiving dinner on Friday this year. Like we didn't even, yeah, like, we didn't even have our one Thanksgiving on Thursday. day, like because our families just like being so accommodating, like you to know, in-laws, to yeah. in-laws, like, which we really, really appreciate. Totally. It's and so it's nice. opened up our eyes to the fact that like a tradition isn't about the date, but it's yes. about what you do. That's something Absolutely. that Nathan brought up earlier that I really loved mm-hmm. is it's not about like, oh, Christmas happens on December 25th and it's from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Like it's yeah. about the magical feeling you have and spending time with your mm-hmm. family and the foods you eat and the things you do, the activities you share together and sure. the time of year and remembering like the savior. And there's, there's different things that are important. And so it's important to be flexible yeah. and be okay with if you need to, and you want to do, you want to have all of the traditions packed, like your family, yeah. your spouse's family, you might need to have Christmas like on the twenty sixth. Yeah. yeah. You know, I totally. think Ali's family this year too. We had Christmas Eve was the twenty third and Christmas uh-huh. Day was Christmas Eve. Like we adjusted those things to yeah. still get that time with each other and still enjoy those same activities. The date was different, but the activities and the fun that we had and the, the spirit that we felt was the same totally. on either day. Totally. Yeah. And that was really cool. And then yeah, so that so just to to give you guys like an idea, like just to elaborate on that Christmas thing, we have found something that worked for us where my family, we really like Christmas Eve is big in my family. Mm-hmm. And then Christmas Day is pretty big with Nathan's family. And then, and so what we do, we usually do like Christmas Eve, we do all of the traditions that we would normally do up at my cabin, mm-hmm. all of that on Christmas Eve. And then we usually drive home the night of Christmas Eve or the morning of Christmas Day. And then Nathan and I have established our own tradition as yep. well. We like open presents together and we just have like a fun morning. We wake up together and we do all of that 
on our own because we can't. And I think like it'll be so fun to have kids mm-hmm. and have them open up their presents on Christmas morning at our house. And then we go to the Hooper's house and we and we hang out with Nathan's family and we do all of their traditions. And so we kind of get it all. And obviously, when I was growing up, I spent Christmas Eve and Christmas Day with my family and I had two full days. Mm-hmm. So I've had to sacrifice a little bit. And Nathan probably spent Christmas Eve with his family right. and they probably had some things, but we've we've figured out what's the most important to both of us on each of those holidays totally. and, and we made it work for us and we're really happy with what we, what we made work. Yeah, no, so. for sure. And that's, it brings up another great point is that if there's a specific tradition, that's very important to, to a family, like having so much respect for that and really trying to do everything you can to make sure you're there and you're present for that. Like for Ali talked about her Valentine's day traditions, like my family we didn't have any that I can remember any Valentine's like yeah. special Valentine's day tradition. So when it comes to Valentine's day, if, our families want to do something. We don't actually usually do something with family on Valentine's Day. I don't know if you guys do that, but yeah. it's more of a couple of things. But right. just to give an example, like if we want to do something on Valentine's Day with family, we're going to go over to the Rasmussen's. We're going to go hang out with Ali's family because they have something really important to them that mm-hmm. they do on Valentine's Day. So we're going to honor that tradition versus my family where it's not as big of a deal. But other things might be a bigger deal for my family. Like for example, the Super Bowl is a bigger deal for my family. So we're going to go and spend time with my family in the Super Bowl because it's important because it's more important yeah. to them and just kind of totally. doing sports and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's been really fun. And something I look forward to is like carrying on the traditions of my family into our future family when mm-hmm. we have kids, because that's, that's like a different level, yeah. right? When you have kids, it's like you're creating your own family. And so I think as you're dating, you don't think about it as much, but like creating little new traditions here and there add up and then like it's kind of it's going to be really fun with kids i think to yeah. to bring those traditions to life and so for me i'm definitely going to have like a valentine's dinner with my kids my kids are going to be my valentines and yeah. <laughs> i'm going to have treats for them and we're going to have pasta and like carry that on because that's really special to me and mm-hmm. i think probably we'll do we'll celebrate the super bowl which my family does too but like not to the same level that nathan's family does and yeah. so like we'll find ways to incorporate the traditions that our parents have have shown us and that we really value in our own family mm-hmm. as well Totally. Yeah. So that's the biggest thing too, is like, as you're going about this and you're spending your time with your family, you want to start developing your own traditions as a couple, as your own family and what's important to you. What are you guys going to do? And just making sure that that's the conversations you're having and you're establishing those traditions with each other. And that's going to be something that's going to benefit you guys and bless your lives for so many years. Totally. Totally. And I think that something that is kind of coming to my mind right now is I feel like we have like a really positive view of traditions and that lend like holidays and rituals and stuff. Cause we've been able to make it work. And we've been really lucky with families that are flexible. Mm-hmm. Not everyone is so lucky. I've heard lots of friends tell me stories about how maybe their in-laws are really rigid and they're like, well, we just need, we need this much time with you yeah, and we need yeah. you to do this and that and the other. But yeah, I think, I think something that's really, really, really important is trying to change your attitude. If you don't have the best attitude and like, some people just feel like resentment towards their spouse. Like, mm-hmm. oh, like I didn't get to do my Christmas this year or whatever. But I think what it comes down to is being flexible and understanding that like at the end of the day, as long as I'm spending Christmas with Nathan, I'm happy. Yeah, like totally. as long as I'm like, and trying your best to find a balance. But sometimes some people like they might not have the best attitude about traditions because it's this like stressful thing of like, I feel like I'm being ripped in half and yeah. I half of my time goes with this family and half my time goes with that family. But I think a good piece of advice, and especially just with holidays and there's all these traditions and you feel like there's this expectation that you have to be two places at once when you become married, rather than looking at it as like, I'm being like, I'm only getting half of my traditions. It's I'm doubling up on the traditions and I'm doubling up on like the family that I have and the love that I can feel on these holidays. And so, yeah, I I would just encourage you guys, if, if you're really stressed because you're really tight with your family and you really love spending that time with them. 
be flexible and be willing to see the good in your spouse's family and the good that they have to offer you. And if your in-laws aren't being respectful of of boundaries or whatever, talk with them and, mm-hmm. and just find what works for you guys. But try to have just like a happy, good attitude about traditions because they really are just this this beautiful thing and Absolutely. this way to bond as as families and and to learn more about Absolutely. about both sides of the family. Yeah. And so if you guys are already married, you're listening to this, that's awesome. Start implementing some of these things to make sure that your holidays are awesome, that your relationships with your in-laws and with your parents are awesome and it's beneficial for you, both of you. And if you guys are dating or engaged, start being aware of these things. On their question page, there's lots of different questions about in-laws and relationships and that kind of a thing. So make sure you're kind of diving into that, just being aware of this, making some rough plans right now of how you're going to spend holidays, how you're going to manage these traditions, how what you're what's really important to both of you, making sure that everything is getting noticed, everything is getting looked at, that you're make, getting all that taken care of. So start preparing right now while you can. I totally agree. And that's going to help you so much so that you're not going to have these like Christmas morning fights or like, where are we going to go? And like, yeah. you've already had that conversation. You already talked about it. You've, you've already, already decided. About it. You've already mm-hmm. figured it out. You already know what you're going to do. It's gonna and I think that will help with in-laws too, to just know that you have a plan. And totally. Anyway, Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. So we've kind of come up with similarly a list of some tips about traditions that we have. And we've kind of touched on a lot of these, but we'll just go over them briefly. And the first one, I kind of talked about this, but just try to have fun and, and be intentional about making your own new traditions. I think this is so important. So you might want to be willing to try new things and, and come up with new traditions because when you have kids, like I said, mm-hmm. it'd be fun to say, oh, like this is from mom's side and this is from dad's side and this is just our own family tradition and yeah. your kids could be so excited about that. So that's totally. kind of a fun thing to think about. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we've talked about this before too, but just reevaluating your traditions as needed. There might be different years when things aren't going to add up and you can't uh-huh. do everything you want to do. Just making sure you re- you're, you're reevaluating whenever uh-huh. you need to. You're being flexible. You're being open-minded and you're going to have a great time. Totally. I totally agree. So just talk about it a lot. Another one that we we also kind of talked about this, but just try not to worry as much about the date as the activity and be willing to just celebrate on different days if you need to, because at the end of the day, it's more about the tradition and being able to see your family members and have fun and make memories than it is about the specific day that it's all happening on. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. So anyway, any other tips, Al, you want to throw in or... Oh yeah, I would just say the last thing that I would say is something fun. It would be to try something new each holiday. Mm. So whether it's a food or different activity, because that's a great way to find out if there's like new traditions that you're wanting that you're wanting to create, but you don't know how. So like we, I started making like soup on Thanksgiving, which we didn't really have before, but Mm -hmm. now it's like one of our favorite parts of Thanksgiving dinner is like a fun soup or everything. So just try new things. Be willing to be flexible and and adapt and try new things so that you can create your own new traditions as well. Absolutely. So yeah, guys, start having those conversations right now. Start preparing for your, how you're going to manage your in-laws, how you're going to manage your parents, making sure that's going to be not something that's going to be a point of conflict for you, but it's going to be a point of like health and a point of benefit for you both. And then start figuring out what you're going to do for on holidays. Like what traditions are very important to you and start having those conversations. It's going to help you so much for your marriage. Definitely. Yeah. So we hope you guys enjoyed this episode talking about families and in-laws and traditions. And we definitely had fun making it. And yeah, we would just encourage you guys to to think about these and talk about these like Nathan said. And and yeah, don't forget to subscribe to our to our podcast. Check out our website. We'll put some notes in the show notes as well if you guys need any other resources. But yeah, we hope you guys are having a great day. And we'll see you guys in two weeks. Okay, see you guys. Bye.